So let's get to the, I want to get back to the Assassin's Code a little okay. bit. How long did it? That was a while ago. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. How long did it take to make that Assassin's film? Code, was a, a producer friend of mine came and he said, he, I remember he called me, it was a Friday, it was 10 a.m. And he just out of the blue called me and says, can you be at a cigar bar in Woodland, <laughs> at, 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 at Woodland Hills? Uh-huh. At 1 p.m. and have a script read by then, and I was like, uh, "Fuck you." <laughs> I mean, like, I, is this I, Bill? I, I, yeah, Bill. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm, you know, I live uh, La Brea in Olympic area, uh-huh. so I'm like, you know, I'm going to leave at 11:30. It's going to take me an hour to get there. Right. I'm going to get all the way out to Desoto. Right. So he says, well, okay, can you just meet us there? You know, th- these guys are looking for a director for a script. And I'm like, yeah, I, you know, you take it seriously, but, you know, when someone's looking for a director, it's like, okay, I'll, yeah, we'll see what happens. So I went out there, met the cigar bar. They got cigars. I got a big bottle of bourbon and little mm. tiny styrofoam cups. And like, <laughs> they're all drinking b- b- bourbon and cigars. And they tell me the story, and it's a script. And, um, it needed uh, it needed some rewrite before it was going to get hit the scene, you know. Mm-hmm. So I needed a, a a big rewrite, and so I went to Valerie, my fiance, and I said, "Do you think we can do like a complete overhaul rewrite in six weeks?" And she said, "Fuck you, <laughs> a lot of fuck you in my me. life." <laughs> and I said, "Fine, but do you think we yeah, could?" Right. Get... right. Yeah. So. So that and and they were shooting in Cleveland and we mm-hmm. got to shoot before the weather gets bad. So yeah. we were under this huge rush. I had six. Let's see. Man. I had six weeks before we got there. And then I had three weeks of pre-production. And I ended up with 32 locations in 20 days. Wow. Right. And you've seen the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you both many, seen this, right? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so that was, that was 20 days. I mean, so to, so do you remember the scene at the cemetery? There's a cemetery scene, you know, mm-hmm. and then there's a scene where Mark Thompson and Justin Chatwin are talking in a bar. Mm-hmm. Then there's a scene, a huge warehouse where the two guys show up and are talking in the warehouse. Yep. And then there's a guy who comes out of a nightclub and gets busted. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the aquarium shop. The yeah, but but those right. scenes I just mentioned, that was all one day. Oh wow! Right, with two huge company moves, and I would have to do things. Wow. I mean, I, it's only it's only all the experience of being a cameraman I was able to figure out. Like that warehouse scene, I said, okay, let's shoot it here. It looks great. This time of day, it's going to have great light through the windows, and I'm going to send the light on to the next location, and I'm not going to have the lighting guys come to here. And we're going to use no lighting. Didn't even use a bounce card. Wow. Right? And, it, and it looks great. But, you know, you have to, you know, I, I just couldn't be the, you know, the director. Like, I want and yeah, it needs yeah. to be. And yeah. I must have more. You know, I'm like, <laughs> no, I got to learn how to thread. You know, and 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 things that come up. Like the, the junkyard scene with the car and everything. I had another junkyard yeah. plan. And I woke up that morning to, we've lost that location. Mm. But we found another junkyard. And then it was the one I was going to be at had stacks of cars oh, yeah. and a car crusher. Now I'm at one that's cars all sitting one by one for as far as the eye can see. So they go, well, how do you want to shoot this? And I and I said, just everybody walk away. And I just like for 10 minutes, I thought. And I looked across the lot and how they move the cars at this car lot is this massive, massive forklift. Mm-hmm. Not the kind you see like, I mean, this is a huge tires taller than me kind of massive thing and how they move the cars around there is they just take these two forks and ram them through the windows and lift it by the roof so i thought okay so i designed this whole shot in like 10 minutes came back so this is what we're doing 
and I would have to, you know, completely do that. The the, the shootout at the gas station that you saw, mm-hmm. right? So if you haven't seen the movie, yep. audience, yep. Um, you'll you see, know, it, see it, see it, and then you go back. And, and yeah. So so they wanted um, the scene was originally supposed to be in a parking lot at night, right? But we couldn't just take a whole night to shoot something. You would shoot. We'd say, well, let's get a parking lot. And we'll pretend it's night, like underground or enclosed. But in Cleveland, there's nothing underground. Everything's above ground. And it was all day. So I finally just said, you know what? Get me a gas station with a convenience store. It's just, nice. it's it's just, it's still a sting operation. Nobody will ever know. Nobody will ever watch it and go, hey, this this should be in a parking lot. This just makes absolutely no sense why they're doing it. <laughs> right. right. We don't know that. We, we think they know that. As filmmakers, like, I got to have that. Like, no one will ever know if you don't put it in. Didn't, yeah, yeah. Didn't, didn't, yeah. didn't matter to me. Yeah, yeah so, yeah. and I didn't see that location until I showed up that <clears throat> night. And I'm just like, okay, uh, you stand there, you stand there. And, and you have to ask them, hey, can in th- that day you have to ask if you can use that location? No, we got that location in a well, the, the junkyard we got that morning that at morning. like six AM and then I showed up at seven. We got it like two hours earlier. The gas station night we had gotten like forty eight hours earlier. When they finally said we can't find a parking lot, I'm like, mm-hmm. Well, give me a gas station and then I just Valerie and I just rewrote the scene. But uh, you know, your question about uh, I think Mike, you were asking about um working with actors. Um you know, when I teach filmmaking, um, you know, students who know nothing about filmmaking, and then they really get nervous about how to work with actors. And so I give them like quick advice of saying, well, listen, all they want is feedback. You don't have to know what they do. That's their job. That's why yeah. they go out and learn that. That's why they roll around on the ground and pretend to be a giraffe or something. You know, that's, <laughs> that's exactly, that's, you know, they're doing Love all that, that work. They're doing all that work. You just have to, you know, know what you want. And, or if you don't say, I don't know what I want. You know, you know, I remember, um, what was it? Uh, Black Swan. They interviewed, uh, Aronofsky's film, Black Swan. They interviewed, um, Oh my God, what's her name? Natalie uh, Portman. Natalie Portman, mm-hmm. right? And I remember I saw this interview where they said, "Well, so what's it working like with him as the director?" And, and you, you know, and I'm, you're waiting for this. Oh, he's really intellectual. You're waiting for something deep and moving. She goes, "Oh my God, I love working with him." She goes, "I was talking to him one day about something, and in the middle of it, he stopped and just said, i 'I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. Can you start over again?'" <laughs> and she goes, "I love that. It's he's, the, he's they, real. He's yeah. just real, yeah. right? They just yeah. just be real." So I just, I always tell you know students, I said, you know, when you see a movie and you're driving home with your friend and you go, I didn't get that scene. Why did she say this? Why did they do that? You know, all of that, just have that discussion with the actor, right? Like, yeah. so do you think you would do this or do you think you would do that? Mm-hmm. I mean, would you, I feel like you would be standing up when you say that. Oh, you think, well, let's take a look at it and see how that looks. Work together. Yeah. You're yeah. creating it and together. You, 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 just, you just have a discussion with them. Um, you know, I think nobody in life likes anyone who pretends they know what they're doing. Because we all know. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all know. We always know the truth. And the funny thing is we always know the truth. And, you know, when people say, oh, I didn't realize he or she was in, insane until a year into the relationship. I'm like, no, you knew they were insane the minute you met them. You thought this was going to be amazing sex and you were going to be the one person to change them. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. I'll be the one that changes them, you know, <laughs> yeah. or like or, or, you know, or it's just for the sex. Because, I mean, truth be told, s- s- you know, sex with crazy people is always the best. Yeah. I mean, the best sex is always with crazy. People, <laughs> right. It's just it just is the deal. Right. So, you know, um. <laughs> so and, and you know I, but you always know the truth it's 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 um uh uh you know it's like the guy who doesn't get a date 
and it doesn't date for a year and goes, you know, I've decided I'm not going to be dating. Anymore. Right. <laughs> right. And then, you know, you know, cause I really don't want to go out with anyone. And then your inner voice is like, wow, you really want a relationship bad. <laughs> yeah, you do. You know, and you know, you, they've rationalized it. Yeah. You're going to yeah. make it, you couldn't get a date. Now you're going to make it your idea. Yeah. Like, right. like you decided this. <laughs> I'm taking credit. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we all, we always know the truth. And I think it's just, um, it's. I remember my first film. Um, I had uh, I had some wonderful actors. I had Ray Liotta and and Forrest Whitaker and wow. Stephen Lang and Nikki Reed and and Michael Chiklis. And I remember I had. Um, uh, so I was working this doing the scene the first time I ever worked with um, uh, uh, Forrest Whitaker, and he called me before I got to the set. It was like, I mean, he was still in makeup. It was early. I was getting ready. It was like six 45. He called me makeup was, Hey Dave, this is so-and-so um, Forrest has a question for you. And so Forrest, I'm like, Hey Dave, hi Forrest. And he goes, he says, so do I want to do this or do I want to do that? And I remember my first reaction because now I'm going, you know, it was like, this is Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. Right. right? And i and so I remember choking up at first going, Oh shit! I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> Fuck! How do I how yeah. do I get through this? And then I just calmed down. That well, I'll just ask. Oh, then I thought, wait a minute! I'll just go. What are you talking about? Right? Yeah. And he's like, Oh, remember? I'm in the bathroom. I do this, and then I do that. So do I want to do this or do that? I'm like, Oh, okay. So mm -hmm. I realized mm -hmm. he he he, he, he sort of jumped to the middle of the conversation yeah, right. on the phone because right. he was knee deep in it. Yeah. And I wasn't sure. So, but I remember the fear of wanting to look good mm -hmm. and knowing exactly what he was talking about. That's interesting. So I had to like pause and he kind of, then I remember he said, it's okay if you don't know. And then I just went, what's he, what are we talking about? Yeah. I hadn't even gotten out the door. I hadn't even had breakfast. I'm like, oh right. my God, this is talking about, you know, Forrest Whitaker's on the line. <laughs> right. And um, th I mean that was that was great, and that and Ray Liotta, I loved working with Ray. He was just so fucking great. Really? Yeah, I remember the first time I spoke with him, the phone rang, and I was in Connecticut, and it was a three one zero number, and I remember I go, "Hello, it's Dave," and they go, "Dave, it's Ray Liotta," and I'm like, "Well, fuck you," <laughs> and he goes, "He goes, why?" I'm like, "Well, how often does your phone ring, and it's fucking Ray Liotta?" And Ray goes, "Fuck you," and I go, "Well, fuck you," and he's like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> so good to meet you, Dave. And yeah. just like immediately, like I just like That's just awesome. we just man, it was just he is he is the guy. He is the guy you think he is. He is that guy, bitching, dude. Yeah, I just loved Ray. And I he had come a... out, and he just we just had such a great time. It was only two days, but it was one of the best times of my life with Ray. That's great, man. I have a <clears throat> similar story. Um, I was uh, having some health issues some years ago, and uh, my wife and a friend had set up a special phone call from a very special person that they, that my friend knew in Las Vegas mm -hmm. and we're out having a good time at a friend's house or something and the phone rings. And I answer my Blackberry at the time and I'm like, <laughs> hello, this is Michael. And he goes, hi Mike, this is Randy Couture and the UFC hall of fame. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And I'm like, shut the fuck up, dude, <laughs> who is this? And he goes, no, really it's, it's me, Randy. Kevin told me that, uh, that you're going through some health challenges and shit. Uh, that's cool. Very similar thing. I'm like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Fuck. <laughs> I know we see that all the times in the movies. Yeah. Like, yeah, right. This is the president. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, it is. Yeah, oh, shit. <laughs> Mr. President, <laughs> sir. Yeah. yeah really nice. Really. Those, those, those calls are great. All right, so I have another f interesting thing, right? As 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 just a, someone who watches film, movies, TVs, TV shows, whatever. Sound is everything. Let me just tell you. Oh yeah. I'm oh, you sure know the old saying: "What's that. the last good movie you heard?" 
Yeah, right. Oh, zing. Zinger. Yeah. But, I, but it, it was interesting. Yeah, but it is. It's, it's uh, audience out there, yeah, when I see edits that have no music in it yet, and I always go, this is going to be great. With music, it'll be 50% better. Yep. Music makes yeah. everything more better. All, yeah. all of that. It is frosting. Yeah, it really is. It's not cake until it's got sound and frosting. Yeah. What yeah. I think people don't, maybe, I'm sure they realize it, but maybe they don't think about it, <clears throat> is that when you're watching a film, uh, the... the when you're in one location, you're getting all the shots in that location. Am I correct on that? Because you don't, you don't film. Do you film it in sequence, or do you film it no. based on location? So it could rarely be, does that happen. Rarely do you film in in sequence. In sequence. I, Page I actually one, think day one. Why do I think Black Swan was shot in linear order? I don't know why. But no, it, it almost never happens. It just can't. You can't, right. It's, it's a Rubik's Cube of yeah. not only the locations and the availability of the locations and the actor's availability. Right. Right. And I can do this two weeks, but the other actor can only do those two weeks. And mm. it's, it's, it is something, a first AD, um, just a uh, first assistant director who does that scheduling, that's something beyond my comprehension. So as I'm watching, right? Because I, I noticed it recently as I was watching the show on uh, Amazon Prime, Goliath. Have you heard of the show? Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah. with Billy Bob Thornton. Right. Uh, they filmed some of it where where we live. Uh, there's this casino out there in, oh, yeah. in where we live, and, gyms, and you could tell they filmed it there. You know, you 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 know your your area where you live. You're mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh. So I know they had to have filmed mo most of those scenes all in one day, but it's so out of order. I'm like. How do you, as an actor, as as a as a director, because oh, you, you recognize all the locations. Yeah, the They're, locations. I mean, and it's spread out. Oh, they turn a corner, you know, and then they're three exactly. three miles away, or or even in the middle of the state. That's what I love about Bosch. You've seen the TV show Bosch? I haven't. On I love Bosch. Uh, uh, Titus I have not Weller. Seen it. Uh -uh. Um, um, it's a fantastic show on on uh, Amazon. Um, they shoot it here in L.A. They have a complete reproduction of the Hollywood Police Department mm. over with the red camera, the red studios over on Coanga. They have it there. Okay. And um, but what I love about because I know L.A. Right, I've shot everywhere exactly. for a long time in this town. I know L.A. They shoot everything pretty much as it is. When you turn that corner, that corner's there. No, no kidding. They had this whole crime scene around uh, Angel's Flight downtown. That little, the little, two, that little hill tram. Do you know mm -hmm. Angel's mm -hmm. Flight? So and and they they're running around and parking, doing everything. They did it all in. That's cool. They're very honoring of uh, Los Angeles and connecting things correctly. I have a question for you. But do that you, rarely happens. Do you yeah. ever um, take pride in like a wonder that lasts of significant time? As a cinematographer, I would, and a lot of times those don't survive because you do these big, long one-shots, and then you get, into, and then the director would show the edit, and you're like, ah, we had to cut it. It was just going on too long. Yeah. It took us away from the story, and I'm, you know, and I'd be like, yeah, I agree. But, mm -hmm. um, yeah. Are there favorite things that you like to do as a director that correlates to, you know, like, you know what it's going to, how it's going to cut together already? Like you, you shoot a scene and you go, oh, you know, what? I'm not worried about that. Most scenes, I know how they're going to cut together, and, and and that's only because I just did the job of being a, as as a cinematographer. You know, if you don't have, you know, if you don't have Lucas and Spielberg and 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 you know and all and Chris Nolan who re know what they're shooting, mm -hmm. a lot of 
you know, directors know they have an idea of what they're going to get and they know they're going to, you know, you put, the, the making of the movie happens in the editing room. So, you know, I think Spielberg, I've listened to him enough. It seems very clear he knows his yeah. shots and yeah. cut, we're cutting here, cut, 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 cut. Interesting. But as a cinematographer, and I've worked with a lot of first time directors, um, I'm there to go. You should get this shot. You know, uh, you know what? We're, we're on a close up of someone. Let's get a close up of the watch. I have a feeling because he kept looking at his watch. He's probably going, you're going to need a close-up of that, which is so easy to do now yeah, as yeah. opposed to six months later in editing going, we need a close-up of watch. And I got to get an arm. Better to have more watch. than... Yeah, so I, so as a cinematographer, I learned a lot from editing out of just survival for myself and mm -hmm. for the and the director you know i think you're gonna need this coverage i think you need this reverse you know wait a minute you have no way of getting out of the scene i think we should shoot this shot so i i it was sort of on the job training without the full responsibility being on me right, right. of you know like did the director did you get all the shots you want it's my job to kind of come behind is one of the many jobs right right do you um you mentioned earlier that you teach yes where I teach at the New York Film Academy. And so what uh, what is your class? What do you teach? I teach um, I teach cinematography and directing, and I they have different departments. They have producing, they have a filmmaking, which means they get a little bit of everything. They get editing and screenwriting and directing and lighting. And, and, then, and then there's just strictly cinematography. And it's an international school. So I'm, I, you know, if I have a class of 15, you know, they're from every, I may have one American in there, mm. right? So I'm, I have someone from just about every country. I got you. Well, what, uh, and so today you mentioned that you were in downtown LA. Doing yeah. So that. for the producing segment of the school, uh, we do, uh, we do this thing where we pretend we're making a hundred million dollar film. And so we have different instructors and department heads. Um, I play the director. Someone plays the first AD. The guy I, I, I uh, was playing is a guy named Tony Schwartz. He was first AD, big stuff like, uh, you know, Terminator 3. And, okay. You know, and then, and then other people have been production designers and producers. And so we, we, we go through the script. We talk about it. I give my vision of the script. I go, I think I'd like this kind of alley, this kind of building. And then, uh, and then we give them, you get that part of the script, go find those locations. And oh, then they cool. come back and they present. And then they get to hear the problems. And today we were down at Alvaro Street. So we were looking at Alvaro Street and Union Train, Union Train Station mm -hmm. and Alvaro Street where the gazebo is. Um, and so we're teaching them what it is to go on location and like and, and then combine things. Oh, you know how in the script it says this? I love this location. I think I'm going to make it that, right? And so yeah, instead of talking about it in class, we get them out there in the world. Well, it's probably pretty uh convenient now with these incredible phones that we've got that they can actually take a snapshot and say do a, you know their presentation or whatever with actual photos mm -hmm. yeah well the, yeah they yeah it's very easy they don't have to go down and develop film right which i miss but um yeah they do the presentation like that and, uh, and so that's that's one aspect of the show yeah. school I, I, that we do and so what's the uh what's the certificate that you get there is there is literally a one week program to four week to eight week um, uh, to bachelors mm. to uh, two year program one year program three year program uh, AFA uh, um, they have yeah all tiers all like tiers a, yeah, yeah all we cover everything and so when you uh, like what what the hell is a one a one week course I mean. <laughs> Here's how you turn on the camera. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is how the camera works. They they literally get a quick screenwriting crash, a camera crash. You know, they will spend like five days and uh, the editing crash and 
and uh, uh, usually they won't do anything with sound. They'll do something they put sound to, mm -hmm. and then you know they have to you know teach him teach him how to you know put a square peg into a round hole sure. very quickly. And it, what uh, um, this is this is something that I'm interested in. Um, I've known many directors that have not gone to school and many that have gone to school. Hmm. Um, Great question. The, I, I can feel it coming. What, what, what's, what's the importance <laughs> of the education in this, in this business? Does it hold value? Like you, you meet me for the first time. You say, Hey crap, what's up? Tell me what you got. Hmm. And you present yourself and you've got a, a bachelor's from AFI yeah, you, know, you have a, a bachelor's from CalArts and a master's from AFI, but okay. in, in between those was ten years. Between those, and I was a camera assistant for ten years. So, um, I mean, I did a lot of TV shows, right. a lot of features, a lot of. Um, but you I, did a lot of that too. Like that's how I came that, up. That, I didn't go to recording school. Yeah, I got, I got set. Like he, I got you a job interview from my daughter's grandfather. Go to the job interview. So mm -hmm. I went. Yeah, I remember you telling me that. I went, right? Uh, world famous guy, uh, Don McDougal. He mixed Star Wars and won an Academy Award. Um, I got you a job interview. Go to the job interview. Went to the job interview. Got the job as the lowest position available. Mm. Runner, right? I'm emptying in the in 1994. We're still emptying ashtrays. Mm. Getting bagels and cream cheese and locks and donuts, box, huge boxes of them. I would run and get them. I would pick up dry cleaning. Jeez. And I would, uh, I actually changed the oil in somebody's <laughs> car because I knew how. It would really help. No, me. I, I, no, as a camera assistant, I literally was picking up the wife and taking her yeah, somewhere, man. depositing checks. I'm taking the DP's kids wow. to get haircuts. I can't tell you though, I, I, this is a two parter. That, that to me, is a bigger and gnarlier education. Like you get the ins and the outs. You know, the, I did the not, total. I didn't know you didn't go to, to school to do what you do. Oh, really? I did well, not there know you that. Go. Hard knocks. School yeah. of hard knocks. School of hard knocks. I, well, I mean, I, I've, I got my master's from AFI, which I was very fortunate uh, to go. And um, I was the first student to get the ASC, the American Society of Cinematographers Student, student Award, mm. student films. I was the first, I got the inaugural on that. So school for me was fantastic. Right. Um, and then, but prior to that, AFI 10 years as a camera assistant was fantastic. Right. I mean, I saw everything. But for the kids coming up, yeah, this is, this is the thing of like, you went to school. Mm -hmm. Do you recommend going to school or do you recommend doing it the hard way? Like I did where you get in and you erase shit <laughs> and learn the hard way and go, I, oh I, shit, I, I didn't mean to do that. I think... I think I would have said 20 years ago, I would say just go out there and just pound the pavement. Mm -hmm. uh, film schools are great now, but I'm not, not that I'm trying to push film school, but it's hard to get in. You can't work for free anymore right? because they'll go, we can't hire him for free. He has to, we have to pay him in order for him to be insurance because mm, if he gets hurt, right, right, right. then right. He, he won't it's a be covered. World. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's a different world. So yeah. you can't. You can't solicit anybody anymore. You can't send a script to anyone because they'll either delete it or not open it or return saying we do not open these emails because we don't want to possibly get sued right. because mm. we made a film Got that it. was that was Makes similar sense. to yours. And then you come and say, hey, I sent you that script and that's right. mine. So I sue right. you. So everyone's covering their ass. So, you, so getting in the door is just 
impossible. A right? lot harder. Nobody takes cold calls. Nobody takes cold emails. And you can't work for free. You can't be like, I'll do whatever you want for free. Yeah. I can't. You get hurt, you'll sue me and take my company. Right. And I can't pay you because if I'm going to pay someone, I'm going to get someone who knows more than you do. So... So school sort of a it's it sort of opens the door a little bit more than 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 doing it the it hard gives you, knocks it, way. It gives you a chance to get the experience to make maybe a short little film that's actually going to open a door somewhere, right? Because right? I mean, films, short little films are like you know calling cards. Yeah. Here's my card. Yeah. Here's my short film. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it it because of the world we are in now, everything's you know suable. Right. You know, just do or say the wrong thing and you're in trouble. Yeah. And sometimes you should be, but sometimes. I didn't do anything. I'm in trouble. Mm -hmm. Right. So everyone just stays away from all that. So it yeah. just, those doors are cold. I mean, I, I met with someone at a management company about, um, who I've known for 15 years and, uh, known him for a long time. See him. We have a great time. He said, Hey, come by. I don't want to hear about what you're doing. Came by his, his company. And, um, he said, Oh, I pitched him a script I had. He said, I'd love to read that. So I sent it to him and he wrote back. He says, Hey Dave, I either need your manager to send it to me and, or here is six page document. I need you to sign this and send back just to cover our butts. Wow. And, and, you know, and I know the guy and it's, yeah. and it was not personal, but I'm like, my God, yeah. different world. I still yeah. have to go, you know, so I call my manager and just say, I need you to send what I just sent so they can open it and read it. Right, right. And then, so for our for our audience who thinks um, Hollywood is just full of payday and glamour houses mm. and cars, yeah. Um, like what what's the what's the 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 length of time it takes to to get off the ground in this town? You think? I, God. Yeah, I don't know. You know there's like, always like, exceptions. I know that there's there's one one guy who yeah, well, like, went from zero to hero. Yeah, well, and, like my buddy James Wan, right? Mm -hmm. He made Saw, and you know that was that. He hasn't looked back, right? Um, um, but you know, also, but you know, working with James he, down that that uh, that eighteen days, we had eighteen days to shoot the first Saw. We had only what? million dollars. We only I had a million dollars, it. and the first seven days were in the bathroom. Right. So that means eleven days to shoot the rest of the thing. And 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 I didn't have much pre-production with him, but fortunately James was prepared. Yeah. He knew his shots. He knew what he wanted. He just that's he, awesome. he just came prepared. Yeah. And that's that's it. And then you know, and then, and 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 he knew what he wanted. Yeah. That's it. Um, a lot of people, you know, but you, you, you know, without naming names, there's plenty of people with no talent who have careers, TV shows or music. And you're like, how did you get it? So it's not all about talent. Right. It's, it's absolutely not all about talent. Talent can sustain, talent can keep you in the room, but sometimes it's just relationships. Right. It's just like, dude, I love mm. working with you. And yeah. you know, or yeah. people respond to you as a person. Like and people go, well, that person has no talent. Well, they got something mm -hmm. because everyone's tuning in and listening or watching. And you know, so it's it's also about relationships. And it's it's you know, it's artists. It's just it's yeah. a mad, mad world of artists trying it's like the music business. Mm -hmm. It's tough. Just, it's tough. It's wacky. We do it because we love it. We do it because I you know something about a nine to five just mm -hmm. kind of burns a hole in our heart, you yeah. know, and, but there's nothing wrong with that either. There, my God, I look at, well, you, my, my gig is nine to five. You can, you could call it, but it's extraordinarily creative. Yeah. Yours I, is, I would love to have yours. Yeah. Yours is just, you know, you can sit dark room, meet cool people mm -hmm. and make creative choices. Yeah. But you know, a lot of time the actor who's your waiter, 
you know, at mm-hmm. a restaurant. You know, there's just there's there's that making ends meet while you're working on your creative endeavor. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, but everyone, but things are different. Some for some people, security is the thing. You know, and they have the nine to five, but it's their time on the weekend. It's mm-hmm. the thing they do, or mm-hmm. uh, their thing is raising children. That's their artistry. You know, right. you know. I mean, <laughs> well, in some sort of esoteric way, there's there's art in everything. You know, you could look at it like, yeah, for sure, a care, caregiver. There's definitely value and technique and artistry in that, and how to visually see somebody who's you know going through something and create whatever. But I think that that is such huge, uh, 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 huge insight to the mentality of the people in this town, most of them, is the directors and writers network. Producers network. Yeah. Actors don't. And I've recently worked with- They compete. They they do, man. They're a brand. And I, David, as an actor, and myself as an actor, we're not going to go, oh, fuck, you should hire David Armstrong. (laughs) Because now they're potentially... Now suddenly the attention's off me, and now they're like, hey, considering David. They're potentially losing a gig right. is what it is, yeah. Yeah. I recently worked with two very, 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 very famous people. Both had said, no, I didn't even know about him. And I'm like, how in the world could you not know about this person? And he goes, well, I mean, I didn't watch that series of movies that he was in. And I said, oh, but then you didn't watch SWAT, or you didn't see Nurse Jackie? Huh. You know, I mean, this guy's been around forever. So you get this point, like, where these people mm. are, like, um, how do you call it? They're either playing dumb or they're well, just... you're right. The competition... Listen, you 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 just can't be a good actor. Right. You 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 got to have a little bit of, like, my shit don't stink. Mm-hmm. I am... You got to have a little bit of prima donna in you. Because, I mean, what it takes to push you through the door, Yeah. you know... I mean, who you got to be? So yeah. many. It's. it's uh, I remember the director who uh, just did Ad Astra. I remember I saw him at a screening of a film he did a year or two ago called The Lost City of Z. It's about the uh, mythical. The people were thinking there's a city of gold in the Amazon, and it's about this guy mm-hmm. just just after World War One, go looking for it. And I remember an interview with him, and he was saying, you know, it was so hard that film. He's like, who you have to become to get a movie made is just so is something that is not part of you. Right. You know, when when they get that award and they go, I really want to thank my wife, I want to thank my husband for, you know, putting up with me and we all think, oh yeah, you know, relationship mm-hmm. stuff. No, it's real. It's real. <laughs> it, it's real. It's yeah. real. I mean, you know, who you have to become to get something yeah. done mm-hmm. as a movie is that and and as an actor. You with know, that said, do you have do you have any I mean not I don't we don't need to know anything hugely out of this world but do you have any like regrets like oh, i should have handled that different or uh you know these are these are things i learned along the way that i know that i won't do again well i think i th- well i shouldn't say we all do that i think a lot of people don't i think there's i think a lot of people are trying to get one lesson in 50 years i think the goal is trying to get 50 lessons in one year mm-hmm. you know um yeah it's it's that's awesome it, it's it's <laughs> You know, I don't know. You know, you go to high school reunions and, you know, you meet that guy like, dude, Armstrong, what up, man? Yeah. You know, I'm like, wow, you're still the same. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, dude, well, you let's go, let's go smoke a doobie in the back. You know, come on. You yeah. know? And I mean, I'm not kidding. I'm just yeah. like, dude, you haven't changed. You're and, exactly the and same. And you could see why life doesn't change. I mean, it's all about 
evolution. I, think I was you, saying you, you, you have to evolve. You, you got to evolve, but I don't think a lot of people do. You could see, as a, from a music standpoint, you could see people who have that career, right? Yeah. And then that's it. They're locked. And then yeah. 20 years later, they're still dressing that way and playing that no, music, right. right? I mean, you could always tell someone's best time of their life. Yeah. You, right. Stay there. You just look at them. You can yeah. see how they're dressed. You know, you like see that old couple in the VW van with the tie dyes and you go, wow, 1969 was yes. awesome for you, <laughs> wasn't great. it? Yeah, right. But you so could true. see yeah. what you know who I always think about as an evolution is Eric Clapton. Mm. I yeah, always think, nice. you know, like, you know, it was cream. And then and then he moved into that music. Right. And then he was doing this sort of music. And then unfortunately, and then when his son was born, then mm. he's like, you know, uh, 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 what's that song? Um in my father's eyes, mm -hmm. you know, and then unfortunately he lost his son and that tragedy. And then he wrote this song, you know, yeah. in heaven. And, and then he yeah, said, tears and, heaven, yeah. and te then he said, you know what, I'm not going to do those songs anymore. You know, that, 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 and now I'm this, Yeah, you can see he's got this arc, yeah. Yeah. you know, and those people who, you know, keep evolving, you know, I, I think Lady Gaga, she's, you know, you say know. Sting too. Sting's another one that's evolved yep. uh, with yep. his own yeah, music. He, yeah, and he'll his do life. he'll do this one cool mellow bass, you know, and then he's yeah. over here, and then it's it's you know it's reinventing yourself. Yeah, yeah. you know, and and that's how you don't become obsolete. And 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 also about being present in the world is really important. Um, and what I mean by that is you know, not getting old, mm -hmm. which is not an age thing. You know, have you ever met someone who's 30 and you're like, Jesus, you're a grumpy old man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then you meet a 70 year old and they're like, yes, let's just, you know, so. Enthusiastic, and excited. young is always yeah. present. Mm -hmm. Young is always present. Old is always in the past. So I'm always mindful of that. I'm right. not, I, I try to catch myself up going, well, you know, you kids, when I was your age, yeah, you know, right. you gotta be, you gotta be mindful of that yeah. because young is always present. And that's why you can have a 70 year old who's just present. And they're like, God, there's something youthful about you. Yeah. And you meet a 30 year old, they're like, you're just a grumpy old man. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why the world belongs to young people generally is because they're present. So hmm. as I, as I get older and, you know, and creatively, I try to um, you know, I see movies I don't like. I'm like, okay, I get why that's happening. I get why that's responding. Mm -hmm. I, 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 it's so hard to make a movie. I'm really hesitant to go, that movie sucks, right? I mean, like, you know, like, hey, you made a movie. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. So, it's so hard. But I, I try to stay young in the sense I'm just present to the world and how it is involving, because awesome. it's, you know, I mean, when we were kids, you know, we were getting that same, you kids. Oh, yeah. Get off my lawn. There's always you kids. <laughs> and I'm, I, you know, and work in teaching is actually teaching, strangely enough, has been the best thing for me as a director, because especially at an international school, because mm -hmm. I'm I sometimes have kids. I'm like, sorry, what did you say? And I'm trying to like they break the accident yeah. the accent and and the and the broken English. And and so it really taught me to listen. Right. And be patient. So after teaching for a few years and then did Assassin's Code, which mm -hmm. was formerly Legacy, um, uh, I was with a camera assistant of mine who I've had for, God, since uh, probably the last 20 years. And so as a director, I'm not using him as much because I'm not DPing. I said, hey, I called him and said, hey, come to Cleveland. I want you to be on this film because I know it'll be in focus if you're here. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to worry about that. So the DP I was with said, yeah, no problem. And so I went to him and, you know, and he's the first AC and I'm the director. And we had this moment where I was standing next to him and I said, hey, Richard, how am I doing? Right. I also make a practice of ask 
how am I doing, right? That's good. As a side note, because if you think of it like a handshake, right? You will never know your own handshake. You'll never experience your own handshake ever right. in your life. Right. The only way to know how your handshake is, you have to ask someone else, right? And we always have this idea of how we're occurring, right? But you really, to get the feedback, like in my relationship, I'm always going, am I being a dick? You know, and, and I really want to know, yeah. <laughs> like, am I being a dick? Because you know how it is. You, you ever been to a party like, oh, dude, I was so cool. And your friend's going, no, actually, you were an ass. Yeah. I was? Yeah. Right? We have no sense of ourselves. Mm -hmm. So... Um, God, I got off track here. No, that's good. I, you're, you're going in a good direction. So just you're talking about just, being present yeah, and having being a sense present of thing, Yeah. So you're I'm always asking, that, how am I occurring? You're saying the teaching is yes. That's what I'm saying. Fundamental. So, so, so the teach. Oh, so I asked Richard. <laughs> Talk about segue. Um, so I asked Richard, how am I doing? He's like, dude. He says you've gotten so calm and so cool. He says there there's some shit that's happened on the set that I thought, oh man, Dave's gonna lose his shit on that. <laughs> and then he goes. Not that you'd lost your shit before, but you, I'm like, yeah, I know what you're talking about, Richard. I mean, the pressures of the set could be, he goes, but he says, I've never, he says, there's some shit that has come your way on the set and you've just been so cool. Hmm. And I had to think about it, like, what, what has it changed? You know, what's changed? And I said, I think it's teaching. Teaching has mm. just taught me to be so calm and listening and present because you've got kids just doing, can I do this? No, because you'll set yourself on fire. Right. So don't, so I don't point the flamethrower at my face. No, no, don't do that. Yeah. That's not good. Right. So I've, I've, <laughs> I've learned this thing that then I get onto a set and I'm with professionals and I'm like, there's nothing they could do that could piss me off. Sure. I'm like, yeah, no problem. No, yeah. you'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. So are you working on any film presently? Um, I have uh, Valerie and I are adapting um, uh, YA, as they call it, young adult novel. It's called Max Random and the Zombie Five Hundred, which is a book you can get cool. on Amazon, and it's the point of view of a fourteen-year-old girl in the zombie apocalypse uh, here in Los Angeles. But our but our zombies. I'm thinking, should I say, yeah, I can say this. Why not? I'm giving away the I don't want someone run away with my plot point. Ooh, I'll steal that. <laughs> but you know, which is a side note. I always believe that if you have an idea, you have to act on it immediately. Yeah. I, because you. you've put it out I'm into the too. universe. Yeah, man. You, you've just, you've it, either you've picked up on someone else's idea or you've given birth to an idea, but whichever it is, if you come up with that idea, you got to jump That's on it. That's great. We're one, so, one and whoa. the same on that. Yeah. yeah. Um, finish this part of it. Yeah. And then I have a question. Okay. On, sure. the, on so, so, so uh, the zombies come from uh, in our book as we I, I I was attracted to it because our zombies aren't zombies necessarily that they die and they come back the living dead, our zombies come from the medical beauty medical community. So as nanotechnology progresses, right, and then they'll teach nanotechnology go after that cancer cell, go after that. Then the beauty community in our in our book and in our movie. Uh, will be oh go after those gray hairs go after those age lines this is this is getting old fix this fix this and then the nanobots go wait it's all broken right <laughs> so then the nanobots have been injected now have taken you over and so there's sort of a transformation of not they're dead in the sense that they bite you you get bit but you get nanobots yeah they're like oh let's fix this so they're sort of having this becoming something else and i'll just mm -hmm. leave it at that mm -hmm. and that's, that's you know cool. so we're adapting that as a 10-part series wow all yeah, right that's, that's awesome very cool good, love it good um what what's the what's it like to uh conceptualize an idea for a movie to getting it made give me get, tell me more about that like you, you um um you have an idea you write the script um how do you take that 
idea and get it in front of people that can get it made for you? Like what, what's, <laughs> that's the mad, that's the silver bullet. Yeah. That, that's the tough one. Um, uh, fortunately, Valerie and I have a great manager. Um, we actually approached him cold, which just doesn't work. So we, Valerie came up with this idea of let's approach, we, we went out to him and a few other managers and, but we didn't go, hi, I'm David, this is Valerie and you know, X, Y, Z. We, we started off the email with imagine yourself in a room and the only person in there is, and we did this whole log line description as the introduction. And we sent that to our manager, uh, Marcus Georg at uh, Heroes and Villains. And he literally called us back like 10 minutes later and goes, I never do this. I never call. He goes, but your email caught my attention. Oh, man. He's like, okay, what do you got? And we sent him something and he loved it. Then he sent him two more and he said he loved those. And he said, you know what? He says, where have you guys been my whole life? Mm, and and that's so awesome. he brought us in. So, But listen, that, that, that little moment took us like eight months sure. of researching who to write and to write the emails and to do that. And we went out to... I think we went out to 43 managers and and we got like wow. three thanks but no thanks and then and no reply on the other ones and then and then Marcus calling. I mean wow. it's it we just was just at the right time at the right moment cuz yeah. it's it's hard. Um cuz everyone has a conception and everyone gets it onto paper some way somehow. But getting it out in the world is the toughest thing and you, you know, need help. You need someone. It, it to, well, to, do you? I mean, do you try and find one investor? Do you try and rally up? Do you call mom and dad and say, "Can I get that 10, happens, ten grand for you?" That happens a lot, mom and dad stuff. But usually, it's on projects that shouldn't get made. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 tough. I also think, in some ways, it's producers' jobs to say no, mm-hmm. because you say yes and green light a project, and it fails. This town's. I've not seen it to be very forgiving. Right. It's not like, oh, your tank completely trashed. Well, let's learn and go to the next film. Mm-hmm. Most industries do that. Like, oh, you made that mistake. Let's correct this and continue yeah. on. I think yeah. a lot of this town will be like, you know, you're fired. Yeah. And so you're out. Um, yeah. There's, there's, you know, the longevity is the tough one. Um, I mean, it, I wish there's a silver bullet for that. You just... It, socializing. I would probably say socializing is the biggest thing. You go to events, you talk to people, yeah. you know, you just can't just be sitting at home. It's it's tough, but you got to get to the vessel, uh, film festivals and meet people because right. everyone's looking for that that project. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's tough. And nobody, you know, I don't think anybody knows. I don't think anyone who knows what they're doing would not say this is the formula because there is it, it doesn't know. If there I mean, w- well if there was everyone would, would know it and, and you everyone at, would be doing it look at the formula of um, pirates of the caribbean right so johnny depp says hey i want to do the pirate this way the studio goes whoa what's this 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 weird rolling stone stuff you're doing mm-hmm. you know, let's not do that and he's like nope this is what i'm doing and then he did it and it was huge right right so then they said oh shit that works <laughs> then they took that formula and said now you be tonto and we're going to do the Lone Ranger, right. right? And now he's kind of doing that thing, you know, Johnny Depp is, you know, Tonto, and it tanked, right? So it, 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 and God, how many times have I met people who said, oh, I read Saw when it first was circulating. We passed on it. Everyone passed on it. The yeah. only reason it got made is is the executive producers who were the owners of the management company, um, they mortgaged their houses, each a half a million dollars. No kidding. 
They, 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 after shopping it everywhere. Yeah, See, yeah. that's that. That's that crazy, crazy risk level. Mm -hmm. that... But that's that's that is that is craps table. That is that is a Las Vegas thing. That isn't like you know because people are doing it all the time. You never hear the films. Yeah, yeah. It's just and even even if you. I've seen great scripts, and I've seen them get made. I've seen them as a, as a, a cinematographer and as a camera assistant, been part of projects, and I've seen projects get all the way through, and then the distributor says, we're not going to distribute it. We own it. We're going to shelve it. and never gets seen. Wow. I mean, it's there's so many steps along the way yeah. that that can go wrong. It's hey, almost think, a miracle. Yeah. Well, now <laughs> really? that, that's actually um, uh, something that I wanted to ask you about with the streaming services and, you know, the new platforms, Hulu, Netflix, Amazon Prime and all of that. Mm -hmm. Do you think that that is helping or do you think that that is now supplying a big pool for a bunch of shit? Well, that pool's going to change next year. I mean, when, you know, CBS, I mean, all everyone's coming out with their own streaming. Right. Right. You know, uh, YouTube and yeah. I mean, everybody. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. For, I think I forgot who owns the office. Um, I think NBC. It, NBC. Yeah, it's yeah. NBC. Because right, they're going to be streaming their own thing. Here's just as a side. They're note, taking it off Netflix. Too. Yeah, they're taking it. You know, the office is seven percent of all Netflix viewing. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Uh, I mean, I like the number wow. seven is small, but seven percent of, of all of, of Netflix is that's the office that's right incredible. right so you know so they're they're going to NBC is going to be taking that back as they stream so i don't know it's going to make everyone broke if you try to get all if you want to see the office you're going to have to get you know and then CBS has got streaming and then they got a Star Trek and then but then i think after Star Trek ends its season everyone cancels and then they're going to come out with Picard right. and, so, and they're not going to have a year's worth of like right. don't leave us well all of those platforms then are going to be what a subscription a you, subscription you, you pay 9 999 I'm, I'm probably on, not going to jump i'm probably just going to stay with i i have on 15 have of those things that's 150 bucks i have yeah, netflix on amazon it'll yeah. come that's back it. around that's to me I or i'll to. make sure i see it in the theater right. i didn't answer your question um I think for it, it, we're it, talking it, about I mean, older stuff that's already been made, but what for newer stuff? Well, it, I do believe it, it does. It's create. changed, but well, Netflix was taking throwing a lot of money at stuff, right? Yeah. So now they're changing. From what I'm reading, is they're changing their platform. Is like we're only making in-house. Right. We're only making what we're making. So three years ago, it was like, hey, let's take this to Netflix, and Netflix was like, okay, we'll pay for it. Yeah. So three years ago, the question would be like, yeah, there's places like that. Mm. Now they're going, nope, in-house. Yeah. Right. They're hunkering down for the new thing that's coming. So, I mean, with all these platforms, they're going to need mm -hmm. stuff to stream, you know, theaters, you know, getting to the theater is an, you know, like Max Random that we're putting together was originally we were thinking of a script as a feature. But we're like, you know what, let's make it a 10 part series. That's great. You know, because it isn't it isn't television of the days of old. You know, I'm making a movie of the week on ABC back in 1988. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that stuff. Well, a ten part, like a, a half hour show or an hour show. We're shooting for an hour show. Cool. Yeah, that's a lot of content, dude. Yeah, that's it's great. it's it's really a it's really it was a that's great really book, cool. and I fell in love with it. Uh, Mark Williams, who had written it, as a friend of mine, so he let me option it. I think cool. the hope is that it. I mean, for someone like myself, the hope is that it will create more opportunity uh, for for filmmakers, actors to have opportunity to be. Because I, I think it's it's pretty pretty damn challenging uh, in, in this industry. Same right. as, same as it would be in music. Music now, music's the doors are very very well shut nowadays. Well, in I terms of the way I, it used to be. Yeah. What what I was just thinking about when you were saying that is the technology that's now available 
in what I was thinking in music is the software companies have um, have made these instruments so technically smart yeah and the programmers are incredible i mean they're genius and it's taken the learning curve away from learning music you don't have to be a musician and you press a goddamn key yeah one key on the keyboard and it goes yeah like where's the human going there's no human like this all that's kind of left one key and then and then they and then they go oh let me play i played that white key on that keyboard now i loaded up my bass patch i'm gonna play that same key what happens then all of a sudden the drums are going boom, doom, cat, and the bass is going doom, 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 yeah boom, boom, yeah boom. oh i'm making smart. music you are you know, they think like, they oh are God, they, they no, think they are but they're no. not the only place that's still really happening where you have real musicians being hired is in nashville but uh, you know, country music. They still use yeah. real musicians, but... Um, Those dudes are shredders, but, too, man. But, but the hope is that, you know, streaming sites like that are going to create more opportunity for guys like I you. I hope so. Dave. Yeah, well, so. they are. I mean, they are. It's just... it's it, The hardest part is just getting in any door. Yeah, It's getting door. in the door. Right. Because there's so many people in this town. There's so many film schools, and yeah. everyone's like, hey, I got a script. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. But, yep. you know, they're, they're, the thing is, because... Um, you know, the thing that's tough is that nobody wants to be a camera assistant. Nobody wants to be assistant to the director and then learn that job and work there. Everybody wants to jump to being, I want to be president. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. hey, well, why don't you be in government for 20 years and then go to, no, I want to be president. You know, I want to be a screenwriter. And, well, how many screenplays have you written? Oh, I haven't yet, but I'm going to write one. Yeah. Gotta, you know, and they got to grind it out. And I wrote one. I'm like, oh. it's it's just you got to play the guitar for years. Yeah, that's it's so true. true. You man. just got to write that script. Put, put the time you, in. You, there's, you got to write and throw away so many scripts before mm-hmm. you can write a script. You know, there's um, there's a famous uh, songwriter producer named Desmond Child, huge in the eighties. Like, uh, yeah, I remember the name. Co-write, uh, co-wrote name "Living sounds. on a Prayer" with Bon Jovi. Mm-hmm. Right? Name sounds familiar. Huge yeah. success. Yeah. <clears throat> he said, um, "I was watching." Um, a YouTube video because now there's like a Desmond Child documentary story thing that's happening happening and he said something like he has like 4000 songs recorded or over 4000 songs recorded and a fraction of that have made it onto albums and then out of that fraction um a fraction of that number had made it into uh, the top 10 and out of those 4,000 songs that have been recorded, he has had five number one hits. That's mm-hmm. crazy. I mean, think about that. How many, how many pieces of music he wrote to get that, those five, you know, golden, uh, golden nuggets. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. And also I, a lot of people don't want to rehearse. Right. If you're a musician, you know, right. just, let's just go start playing or rewrite. I mean, our last script we went out with, I th- I've long, I think we did like 16 big rewrites to it over an eight-month period. It was mm-hmm. an entire, you know, almost a whole year that we spend with that script. Right. And then get notes, and it's just, you just keep, and then I probably like music, at least in editing and movie making, you never finish, you just abandon it. Yeah. You know, editing, you don't declare done editing, you just abandon it. Well, Frank Zappa. stop at some point. Yeah, right. Frank Zappa said, um, he goes, my albums are finally finished when they're shrink-wrapped. 
<laughs> right. At that point, it's like okay. And you should. That's. The, I think that's that's the lesson in it. You 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 know uh, you could you could use a, a sports analogy. How many shots did Jordan take yeah. compared to how many he you know he actually made? Mm-hmm. How many did he miss? Yeah. You know, yeah. he just got to take the shots and, and how many did he practice? Yeah. I mean, yeah, did he stand there and do it a thousand times? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the Beatles is a great example. Right? I mean, the Beatles mm-hmm. like, oh, the Fab Four, they just came here. No, it came from playing in a German nightclub seven nights a week yeah. for I, yeah. it was a couple of years, yeah. I think, right? right? Yeah. It's like they every night they played. I mean, you yeah. you got to be good at some point mm-hmm. if you do that every well, then, yeah. I mean, the, that's the thing is is what I really appreciate about what you're saying, David, is the the time to spend to grow or to understand your craft. Yeah. The Beatles didn't become the Beatles as we know it until they had done all that woodshedding. Yeah, that's All it. that time in that stinking And who ass. they become. Because it, 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 I guess if you get, you know, get a little deeper, the human part of music or movies is, or books, you're not responding to the music. You're not responding to the movie. You're responding to the person. Yeah. The person who made it. it they're coming through that. Yeah. Right? It's a reflection. And that's why you can tell the difference between not good or bad, but you can tell the difference between a Cameron, a James Cameron film and a Steven Spielberg film. Right. You can just feel the different emotions yeah. that are happening, right? One's got one way, one's the, but you can feel the difference, yeah, right. And so, if you're not developing you, what do you have to offer, right? Right? Because everyone thinks, okay, how do I make a movie that makes success? And people ask me about like you know advice for directors. I'm like, well, I've only directed two films. I'm what are you doing down there? Working on my third film. <laughs> um, sorry, I was scratching my hand under the hands. table. <laughs> so. Suspect. This is really exciting. <laughs> hey, don't scratch hey, under the table, Mister. <laughs> so, um, oh, I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> Do you remember? I don't right now. No, oh, it boy. was the James Cameron and uh, oh, Steven Spielberg. Uh, uh, oh yeah, you become the... you know who you got to become. Yeah. You know, you, oh people ask you know, most students say you know what's the key to being director yeah. or what should I do? Right. I just, I say just go have an extraordinary life. Yeah. You have an extraordinary yeah, life and have good. extraordinary experiences and. And explore yourself. I almost sometimes think f- film students should be reading self-help books. Mm. Like, you know, you need to understand why you work the way you work. Why yeah. are you the way you work? You need to understand how you work. Because you're you're making movies with people while photographing people to show people. people. Right? right? You need you need to understand the human condition and mm, the human experience. Point, right? right? That's a great point. And so you need to ha- know how to appeal or what's current or what's not. And... You know, the, those things, uh, it's just having an extraordinary life. And then you bring that to the table. And I'd say to them, I said, what are you going to do when you have an actor go, so why am I leaving this person? Or why am I upset? You can't, you know, what, you know, you can't just say, okay, in the scene, you're angry. Right. You know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> nobody's yeah. ever just angry. Like, you, you need to understand, where, where does angry come from? Angry usually comes from when uh, something, where you put your identity gets threatened. Usually, like, so if you think, you know, I'm, you know, my mm. bald look is everything. Because people put their identity everywhere, meaning in their body and their music and their money, their bank account. People, some people can lose money and be like, oh, shit, I'm a little broke. And some people lose money and they're just life is over. Yeah, yeah. Wherever the identity and whenever they got, that gets threatened, 
there if they say, you know, like if your identity is in your music, like mm-hmm. like you can't separate the two. And I go, dude, I really don't like that song you mm. played. Some yeah. people would say, oh, shit, really? Well, tell me about that. And yeah. other people would lose it. Like, yeah. fuck, well, you don't know what you're doing. And, yes, you, know, and you're like, yes. you know, you're like, my, my shit, you know, they, they lose it, yeah. right? Yeah. So wherever your identity that's is. That's a great point. Yeah, that's really good. When your identity is threatened is when you get upset. Yeah. And when you don't care, you know, like, well, if I just go, you're stupid, you know, <laughs> and you just laugh like that, right? But some people, if their identity is, I have to be seen as intelligent. Right. Right. So so that's, you know, that's life learning stuff. But that's stuff that you have a discussion with with actors. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so why am I threatened by this? Why is it upset me that he said that? You know, and you, you, you know, say so tell students, you, you, as I start off with them, I say, look, if you suck in relationship, you're going to have a horrible time in the film industry because mm-hmm. it's just all artists running around with all these wild emotions and feelings and hurt. I want to be hurt and this and that. And if you don't know how to dance with all that, you don't know how to in a relationship. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, how long have you been married? Like, 20 years. Right. So in 20 years, you've learned a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. You've yeah. learned like when to not fight, when to push, yeah. when to this, when you were wrong. When yeah. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. All of that stuff. So those lessons you bring. So when people just want a shortcut of like, I want to make a movie that's going to make get me there. It's like, you know, you, you got to find something yourself to put it in. Right. The, mu- the music we respond to. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. We responding to the person. So yeah. it's you you got to figure out how to have an extraordinary life and be able to look inward. Otherwise, you have movies. There's movies. I mean, I can't think of on top of my head, but there's movies that you're like, yeah, you know, that's good Saturday afternoon. It's just paying the bills. Right. Or, you know, sometimes right. you see your favorite actor in a movie that's like, well, that clearly they're doing that just to pay the bills. Mm-hmm. Right. There's those movies. And then there's movies that like Whiplash. You know, there was this kid's experience, right? Yeah. And just great film. Yeah, great film. Yeah. So, well, this has been some good stuff. Yes. Uh, really good conversation. I want to end it on a fun, fun note, if you don't cool. mind. Oh, no, geez. I, I fun. For, I'm up for fun. I forgot to print it, so in the middle of this, I had to go in the bag there and get my phone out. <laughs> Luckily, you have service in this room. So. You said bag. <clears throat> so these are rapid fire questions. Rapid fire questions, okay? Uh-oh. David so, A. So, Armstrong, get your gunny out, boy. All right, so you know you can you you can elaborate if you'd like. I, I fantasize about these questions in the shower. So hey, oh, good, hey, perfect. Hey, like, hey. what happens one day if someone asks me these? Oh, I'll I'm sure. Hail them. Yeah, don't we all? Right. So first one, a scale of one to ten, how good are you at keeping secrets? Uh, nine. Nine. That's good. Yeah. Stud. That's am why I, we're am, friends. Am I? Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> How about you, yeah, I'm pretty. Yeah, I'm pretty good. I'm That's good. I'm a niner. Yeah, I'm pretty good too as well. I, now, I, now I may not. You may know this. I don't know if I know it because I don't watch. Maybe we'll see. Ariel or Jasmine? Oh, I got it. You got it. Yeah, I don't have it. Do you have it, David? What is it then? Jasmine. But what it? Ariel who is the hell uh, are they? Is the mermaid? Okay. The mermaid. What was there a question? To yeah, that? it's, it's <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So here, I so, thought you were giving. I thought this was Jeopardy. All of a sudden, <laughs> you had. What is Ariel Jasmine? Jasmine is, uh, what is um, a seafood you eat in Louisiana? Ariel Jasmine. No. Yeah. No. So like and rapid, Jasmine is uh, so the, rapid fire. Uh, well, you've done rapid fire. Have you ever done the rapid fire? So, for example, like I would say uh, mountains or the beach. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got it. I, yeah. Yeah. All right. Right. So that, that's well, the, so, it's just Ariel and Jasmine. Ariel or Jasmine. Yeah, but you got to know who the hell they I are. Almost didn't put this one in there. So I, I'm, I it's like I, Ginger Marianne. Oh, there you go. Yeah, oh, like okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know, yeah. obviously you're like me. You have no idea who those two people are because I don't. I, I have kids, so yeah, I know. I don't have kids. <laughs> who are so. they? 
I think they're characters. cartoon characters. Yeah, oh, okay. Ariel is um, the I'm glad Little Mermaid, that... and Jasmine is in the. Um... Yeah, I'm really glad that you didn't know who they. So are we're too. ending this on embarrassing me. Yes. No, 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 no. <laughs> yes. We're moving on because there's more. Uh, first celebrity crush. Um, Bo Derek. Yeah. No. 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 It, it would be uh, um, Charlie's Angels. Um, Ooh. Farrah uh, Fawcett. No. Jacqueline Smith. Jacqueline Smith. Okay. Who? Who? Um, who I work with at the New York Film Academy. A guy named Tony Richmond was married to her. Wow. Had a kid. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Jacqueline Smith. That's 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 great. All right. Do you prefer dawn or dusk? Um, dusk. Yeah. Why? Because I rarely see dawn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, see, dude. Now, we I see dawn. All we the text time, pretty so. early in the morning, so I know you're up. Yeah, yeah that's uh, those have been a rare events. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. No, I'm a dusk guy. Yeah, yeah, I'm up early, so I see to see dawn more than dusk. All right. So if you could travel back in time, what period would you go to? I think I would like to go to Paris in 1900. Ooh. Hmm. Reason? Just there was so much. There was there's a whole artist explosion going on there. Hmm, you know, cool. it was the, it was the center of it was the center of the world, right? The latest the latest uh, fashions from Paris. They said they were right. setting the trends of Paris. You have all those. You had all those artists that were big back then, and cool. it, it was just it was gay Paris. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a good answer. All right. Uh, do you snore? Uh, I'm told no, unless I eat cheese. Before I go to bed, and then I get a little congested. Got it. If I eat a lot, like if Jeez. I have a pizza, yeah, I get a little, I get a little congested. Does Does Valerie like roll you over? I'm starting to snore. Yeah, no, she puts a pillow on her head. I tell her just oh. to push me. <laughs> she doesn't want to disturb you. I, I, She's a sweet lady. <laughs> she is. I'm starting to snore now. I don't, I'm hating it, but I'm hearing. I'm oh, hearing that I'm starting to snore, snore now. And I've actually caught myself. I've caught myself. Uh-huh. It's per- it, I have oh, proof. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Let me what roll was that? Over. Let me roll Try over. Try sleeping on your side more. Then <laughs> that's exactly what I do. Usually it's when I'm laying on my back. But... Yeah. All right. Place you most want to travel. Mm, I haven't been to- Joshua this, Tree. The Joshua <laughs> yeah, Tree. Joshua. I haven't been to the Serengeti. Okay. I've wanted cool. to go since I was a boy. And nice. it's like way overdue. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. So favorite favorite junk food? Uh, a good cheeseburger. Mm, yeah, nice, dude. but protein style, just wrap it in lettuce. Uh, so you don't, you don't oh, like the uh, Southern California yeah, LA boy. Like yeah, I get two double doubles protein style. Nice. Yeah. Oh God, you know it sounds good right now. Too. Yeah, <clears throat> we'll right. be driving past. Sand yes, Canyon I think on the that's what that's gonna happen. <laughs> Favorite childhood TV show? Mm, uh, way back. Um, well, I loved Magnum PI. Mm. Um. Me too. Uh, that was a fun show. Yeah, I I, show. yeah, yeah, yeah. I lived for Magnum PI. Yeah, the Ferrari. God, always that that made me want a Ferrari. And, and then when I was younger, you know, um, I mean, like a little boy, uh, the Avengers. Yeah. With, okay. With yep. Steed and Saturday Emma mornings. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. The best. The best music came out of the uh, '60s. Uh, TV shows, huge horn sections. Mm-hmm. Just oh, yeah. Massive horns. Chips horn. is yeah. one of my favorite shows. Yeah, that was a good one, too. Chips, man. That, that intro. Anyway. On the 118 freeway before yeah, it was yeah, completed. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I, I lived in Simi um, from 92 till 97. And I remember when I moved there, um, I. They'd use the 210 as well, I think, which. Uh, which they're using the yeah they were using the chips 210 the freeway yeah production and yeah. 118 freeway. well i remember you you dead end 
at the college. You get off and you go up into yeah. Moore Park College. Yeah. Yeah. A long time ago. Yeah, they're using both those freeways. All right. Favorite season. So we're currently in fall. What's your favorite Summer. season? Summer. Summer. Yeah. I mean, I grew up in Santa Barbara. Okay. So you're so, California. Yeah. I'm a Nate, beach yeah. boy. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, let's see. Cake or pie? Pie. Yeah. I think I'm pie as well. Yep. We've talked about this before uh, on some of the other podcasts I've been on. It just cake's good, but man, pie's got fruit in it. You can do so much more Especially with a pie. If it's a good pie. Yeah. 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 The crust. Next, next, and last. All right, last one. Do you ever post inspirational quotes on social media? Are you, no. Are you that guy? No, I don't. You're not on social media, are you? I have it. I have a, 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 a Instagram, and a, a Facebook. I it's probably. I don't think I've posted on Facebook since my movie. Oh wow. Yeah. So it's probably been two years since I posted wow. on Facebook. It's just it's gotten so evasive. Yeah. I mean, and they're just so. Is that the right word? Use, no, not evasive. Um, that's invasive. Invasive. Yeah. Thank you. I'm, yeah. No, you're I'm right. Evasive. You've been. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm evasive. You're avoiding it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just it's just you know. And then now they're just with their ads. Did you see that Elizabeth Warren ad? Mm-mm. So so, Facebook had changed their pol. They used to have a policy of like no fake ads. And then they just kind of quietly changed and said, well, we're not going to get into deciding what's fake and not. So they changed their policy if you could do a fake ad. So Elizabeth Warren put up a big ad on Facebook that said uh, Zuckerberg is is endorsing Donald Trump for president. And then at the very (laughs) bottom, she put this is a fake ad. Oh, (laughs) my gosh. Wow. Right. Yeah. As as her counter back to him. So. I don't know. Just, yeah. yeah. But we didn't grow up in that world. No. You know, I mean, now no, kids would be born in, like, they say, do you want a chip in you so we know we are? Yeah, sure. Yeah. We yeah. just, we just like, oh, that's. I had recently, um, I'd say within the last month or so, um, had gone back to Facebook for uh, band promotion. I had been off for over a year and a half, and it was like the greatest. In fact, in fact, it freed up so much of my time that. Um, I started, uh, writing, I started, uh, I recorded an album. I did all of these things and noticeably like scheduling time. Oh God, I'm not doing that anymore. So I can fill it with, oh, I can do it. Do I have time to say one more thing? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, that made me think about, so in my film, there's, uh, there's an actor who was from Cleveland. He moved out here and he's such a great guy and he's getting better and better as actors really really taking off and he's really great about taking advice he calls me up he says ask for advice and and i said to him i said how do you feel about being out here he says oh it's really overwhelming i have these feelings about this and then i said i said i'm going to give you some coaching and i'll see if you take it it's up to you i don't care if you do you're not but he I said stop doing social media mm. don't look at it and he said why i said i said do you remember People Magazine, mm-hmm. right? Right. Yeah. So it, it really should have been called People. People, you're not, <laughs> because when you look through it, these are the people you are not. Yeah. You are not this glamorous. You don't have this money, right? And so mm. social media, it's right? Kind of that Instagram too. and Facebook. It's just everyone's highlight reel. Yeah. No one's standing there going, "Here's me with my cat who just here's, died. Yeah. Here's my dead mother, <laughs> mm-hmm. and you here's know, me he, depressed. Here's yeah, me yeah. depressed <laughs> with not shaving for four days, yeah. and I'm just <laughs> watching, you know, eating shit and watching. You don't. It's everyone's highlight." reels and it has an effect on you 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 look at it and you're like 
I'm not that guy or oh, yeah, they're having sure. fun. That's a good point. I didn't get to go there. And it just, and if you do it on a daily basis. You're subconsciously invalidating yourself. Right. And I told him, I said, try this. I, I said, you're going to be my experiment. I said, I said, and I said, I brought that to him. He says, dude, you know, you're right. I always feel a little bad, like I'm being left behind. Mm. I said, stop doing social media. And he did this a month ago. And I said, just concentrate on working on your career and not promoting yourself in the digital world. And he called me up yesterday and he said, dude, I booked a TV show on nice. HBO. And he says, and he says, and he says, I could just feel the difference. When Ugh. I went into the audition, I just felt like I got this. Yeah. This is mine. And he yeah. says, I just, for whatever reason, so I didn't good. have that right. before. And I said, I really just think daily looking at everyone mm. else having an amazing life but you. Not that it's true, but it feels that way. Mm -hmm. You know, you're just like, everyone's having this amazing life. And so you're trying to catch up and you can't get anywhere yeah, yeah. in life yeah. if you're trying to catch up. It's just, it's just, it, it's, it, and you can't compare yourself, but that's mm, all this shit does. A, yeah. Because, right, we would say, well, don't compare yourself to them. You're having your own journey and mm -hmm. your own music, which is true. But how can you not compare yourself if you're on social media? Yeah. And you're just, you're, I think you're just always behind. And if I, I hadn't turned on my Instagram in like weeks and I turned it on and I, and not having seen it long, I felt this thing inside of me like, oh, I'm not kind of, you know, like, oh, maybe <laughs> I, I'm like, whoa, that's a dialogue I don't want. Yeah. So mm. I don't turn off. I turned off my, my, I have the Instagram, but I turned off the notifications. Guess, here's my trivia to you. Guess how many notification settings there are in Instagram? Ooh, 10. 17. There are oh, wow. 17 notifications I had to turn off before I had everything turned off. It is, it is, a, it is, it's just gambling. It's turned everyone into gambling. Right. That is great advice. And, you know, I've kind of been through, you know, I've been through that too with, you know, with what I do in the podcast world. It's, it's no different. We didn't really reference what I do as in terms of, because we've talked about music a lot, which is something that we can relate to. But in the podcast world, it's no different. I mean, it's, it's, it's really no different. It's a creative endeavor and you're working at it and you're working at it and you're trying to do just like everybody else. You're trying to get to that that level where it's something right. that's bringing in income or whatever. It's a little different in, in, in other ways, but not, for the most part, it's the same as music, same as anything that you want to do creatively. And you're look, you know, with, yep, with, someone, right. with someone like me, I'm looking at the results continually and the results can be disappointing, right? I mean, I've been doing this for a while. You, you, you would hope by now you'd be this or that. So many of the things that you're saying translate directly to the journey that I'm on in the podcast world. And, and I've, I've just, I, I had this, this point just a couple of weeks ago. I was like, shut it all off, shut it all off. Remember the reason you're doing it and stay there. Stay in that place, and it and it's what you said about being present. Yeah, well, that's I guess you asked me what what if maybe you didn't ask me about advice. Yeah, get off the social media because yeah. there's it's no great, way you're going advice. to feel ahead of. It. And if you were really successful, if you were Lady Gaga, if you were that successful, I promise you, you're not on social media. Right, you're too busy having that career. Yeah, that's a that's right great advice. And so it's just you, it just it just makes you feel behind. I got Valerie off of it. She's she's like she can see the difference. She went on Facebook the other day and she was like, "Ugh, I felt bad about myself after I looked at like everyone else is having this amazing life, yeah. which isn't true, but you can't help but feel it. And that's, that's, mm. I think that's the only way you get it. And, and like you said, Love you just, that. you just look, you just do and look at the results, do and look at the results. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't believe in goal setting. I don't believe in like goal setting because goal setting only does one thing. It just tells you where you're not. 
Like I, at the end of this year, uh -huh. I'm going to be this. And all it tells you is I'm not there. I'm not there. I'm not there. Right. It just, you, all you, you just do. Well, you so, just do yeah, and show up, do and show up. But you so much. I mean, I've been, I've been a big person that's read, you know, spiritual books and coaching books and all that, you know, this sort of, not self-help books, but self-reflective books, stuff that helps. And they all say, well, many of them say, set goals. I mean, how many times have you heard, set a goal, that's the big thing, that's how you're going to get there. Don't set and a I've, goal, just do it. And I've always felt, yeah, I've always felt resistance to that. Like, I don't like setting goals, I'm not... Because it tells you where you're exactly. not. Exactly. That's all it does. It frustrates You're not me. here yet, look at that. Oh, yeah. what? You're not here yet. Mm -hmm. And you're like, well, I'm going to be there someday. You don't know what the fuck you're going to be. Yeah, just do right. it. I didn't think I was going to be directing. I mean, I right. just, like, majority of my career was like, I'm going to be a DP. And then one day it just made sense. Yeah. You just don't know. It kind of takes maybe maybe it takes away, it takes away what opportunities that opportunities that might come. If you're heading in one direction, you may not see the other direction that you maybe you should go in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. quite possibly. So, you, yep. Take the blinders off. Yeah, that's great, man. Awesome. This has been fun, David. Thanks for coming, dude. Absolutely, My pleasure. Dave. Really yeah, nice meeting you too. Yeah. Guest number one, brother. Oh, dude. Super fun. This might even be a <laughs> two-parter. This oh, might yeah. just end the whole thing right no, there. No, this is good. You really set the set a precedent that well, I've said kind of confirms it. I have nothing left to say. I, that's all I know. <laughs> I, I'm, I've emptied I've emptied it well, all out. Emptied the bucket. I will say this is exactly what we hoped for. Uh, yeah. fun, fun stories from well, Thanks. You guys are great. And then getting some inspirational stuff too, because that's yeah. my thing. That's I'm big on that. I have a show, uh, another podcast called WTF is Success, and I'm really, you know, investigating that. What what it was somebody's idea of success? What does it mean to them? And it's mm -hmm. different for every person. Yeah. It's uh, super super fun. So this was great. It's a pleasure meeting you, and I had a blast. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks guys. Thanks buddy. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for being on. Uh, camping in a couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah. Camping. You guys are doing oh, it. Yeah, are you going? Are you going doing the Joshua? Yeah. You're doing, you're going yeah. There, we huh? booked it last night. We're going to December thirteenth, fourteenth, and fifteenth. Yeah. December thirteenth awesome. is my birthday. Yeah. So. Okay. And we got. And what's it going to be? And we got spot thirteen. Yeah. What's it going to be? I'm going to be older. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. Should I bring? Should I bring up some bourbon for that? Oh, I gotta have some bourbon. <laughs> Mushrooms. <laughs> it is the desert. Yes. Okay. Wow. Look have at a... the star, dude. That's funny. Isn't there an energy? My out sister's here? birthday is December thirteenth. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Nice. December thirteenth. Sagittarius. 13th. Pretty interesting. There you go. Well, thanks again. Thank we'll, you. We'll talk All to right. you soon. All right, guys. Bye. Bye. See ya.